Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Show Me How Good It Gets. I'm your host, Malvika. beautiful people. Did you miss me? I missed you dearly. I'm sorry I did not release an episode last week. I think I was creatively recharging and so many of you kind sweet souls sent me messages saying like, where are you? When's the next episode coming out? And that brought me so much joy because the fact that people miss you means you add a sort of value to their life, which was very heartening. Um, I am back with a long episode today with one of my favorite people, Catherine, also known as XO Swimmer Girl XO on TikTok. We talk all things relationships and leaving relationships and knowing when to leave, how to leave, things like that, which is kind of a hard conversation to have and is very vulnerable. So be, be graceful with us, be kind to us. And I really hope you enjoy this episode. We talk about what it's like to be the quote unquote other woman, which is a phrase I hate. We talk about the spark and if the spark is real, uh, whether or not we like to be best friends with our partners, all these sorts of sorts of questions. It's really very girl talky. Um, I have not edited this episode at all one bit, so I hope you feel like you're just on a silly little phone call with us. And without further ado, here is my lovely, lovely dear friend, Catherine. This yeah. is Catherine, XO from TikTok. She was like one of my first internet friends. And people don't actually, I don't know if you saw people on the internet, if you would think they're actually friends, but we're actually, we're actually friends. I love like, you. Like, we actually people. talk about our lives. No, literally. Actually, Mom, like, I like everything about my life. Yeah, like, <laughs> I cried before we started recording. Yeah, catching up, same. <laughs> so, we're actually friends, and anytime I need any sort of relationship advice, I go to Catherine's TikTok page, which is, like, so beautiful and eloquent and comforting. And I get so many questions about relationship stuff. And I thought it would be fun if we answer them together and then also like wove in parts of our own lives or relationship experience. And Catherine is now with the lovely Nick. She's found love. She's found her person. <laughs> I'm going to go to their wedding. Like, I'm so excited. Be in it. <laughs> I'm going to so. be in the wedding. I need to like go start picking out a dress, maybe. Like, no, I don't actually. know. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> like, not to make this all about me, but I'm going to look so hot at the wedding. You are going to look so hot. Like, side note. Also, um, I'm not engaged yet, but we will get married. Um, and I love you so much. Like you were my first, literally one of my first internet friends. And I'm so, I consider like friend friends, like going on TikTok brought me people who get me in a level I never thought I'd be gotten. And I always go to you and I need to be like grounded. So it's really honored. I'm an honor that you go to me for advice. Thanks. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm actually going to scream because some of the questions I got were so perfect for the things I know about you and your life um like I got a lot of questions about like living with someone and then breaking up with them and I was like Catherine here you go. <laughs> um so I wrote all those down I've never had to break up with someone I lived with thank god but <laughs> yeah it doesn't sound great okay no. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go through questions and we can like talk about them and some of them I actually have no advice on so it's just gonna be the balls in your court but okay okay and like they're long some of them are long also, you're very professional. I just recorded yesterday with Nick and he was like, uh, the computer fell and he was like, A, I'm getting us a mic stand set up. 
because also you have to come here and like spend weekends here so we can chill because it's so cute b he goes we're doing a he's like i don't care if it's just one word we're doing a theme now on because he's like i can't go in without any preparation I'm like okay, <laughs> you're very prepared okay sorry and back to the movie. no that actually makes me really happy i like compiled all my dms in one notes app and i was like this is i'm a professional that's podcast. Are professional that's nice that's so nice of you to say <laughs> also i can't wait to meet nick because all of the episodes he's on on your podcast you're just so much gigglier and like more yourself and I think that's how you know people are in a good relationship when their partner makes them more themselves and not like less fun that's what I thought honestly sorry I could talk about him forever he's the cutest person on the in like on the planet and I remember after meeting his parents for the first time he told me that he was on the phone with his mom and she was like I've never seen you be more you than when you were with her and I was like I want to literally combust her and put her in an ornament and throw her off a cliff and break her in a million pieces. She's the cutest thing on her. Yeah, that's oh, that's so cute. I love anyway, that. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is the first one. It's a little bit long. Okay. So I've been seeing this guy for a year and our lives have gotten really intertwined because we've now made one big friend group. All of our friends love us together because we've made a lot of plans for fun events and the friend group always tells me how lucky I am to have him. Lately, I've been feeling like it's all a facade because actually when it's just the two of us, we don't really talk or do anything fun and it feels like we're just roommates who have sex sometimes. I often feel really jealous of my single friends and either want to be single again or go on dates with other people and I'm just not happy but I'm not sure who to talk to about it that will understand. Do you have any advice for me? So I've been, do you want to go first? I, we've both been in. I've been this girl. Break up with him. I'm sorry. Break, I think like it becomes so hard when people around you are telling you how lucky you are, how lucky you are. And I hate it because it's like, you're not actually in it with me. And I think the most important part of a relationship is feeling seen. And actually the best part of the relationship should be when it's just the two of you together. Yes. I cannot agree more. I remember being jealous of Brianna, um, like my best friend in college. She dated this guy in college on again, off again for like, like three years of college. And I was dating this guy for one year. And publicly we were like, both, we were both in Greek life and people, me and my, my boyfriend at the time, and people really loved us together. And Brianna and this, the man she was dating, who was literally like the pinnacle of a narcissist, he would like break up with her and everything. He, they weren't as publicly comfortable with friend groups. And one time we were at our formal and I looked over at them and they were dancing together. And I noticed she was so happy. And I was like, she is so happy with him in a room. She could like a girl, I was friends with, she used to say, you should be able to paint a room with your partner, like just with no. And I was like, she is so happy. And that wasn't like, that's not speaking on their whole relationship. They ended up breaking up. They were good for that time. But I was, I looked at my boyfriend at the time and he was like on his phone, checking like comments on an Instagram. And I was like, I, I feel so lonely with him. And I was so jealous. And I like always wanted to be that happy, but also like in a healthy relationship. And I feel like everyone deserves it. I hate what I hate that. I was just talking to Nick about that. I feel so bad when people are like, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. What? And it makes, yeah, it makes it feel like people are just saying you're lucky because you found someone in this yeah. sea of people. But actually the happiest I've ever been is like when it's just me and this person yeah. and I actually feel seen and heard and listened to. Yeah. And like you said, like sometimes you can tell someone is just not there with you. They're like scrolling through their phone they're playing a video game and you're like, I'm in this alone. And that is the loneliest feeling of all when you're with someone and still feel alone. I would honestly say to this person, first of all, so cute to write into a podcast. I think like going to therapy, I went to therapy when this started happening and knowing, I don't think I'm a big believer. Like I can't exactly tell somebody what to do. I know that I stayed in a relationship before because I was afraid of breaking a friend group. Um, and the relationship ended anyway. 
and it hurt just like I thought it would, because in my personal opinion, it's always complicated when friends break up. Um, but I would not have met the love of my life if that didn't happen to me. And so you're going to be okay. And like, right now it seems like your life is pretty tough. So sometimes remember in your head, it really can only get better. Like it kind of sucks right now. So like, you know what I mean? And your friends, most of the time I think are from good points of view, your friends love you. And sometimes when people are uncomfortable and they see you not very happy, they want to tell you that they like, they're happy for you just so they, you feel comfortable talking to them. So, um, try and keep that in mind too, I think. Yeah. At the end of the day, I don't think you owe your friend groups a relationship. Like you're not their travel coordinator. You're their friend. And they, if they're good friends, they're going to want you to be happy and in a healthy, fun, loving relationship. Fun fun is the key also. Cause I don't know how old you are, but I know that like we are on a floating rock and you deserve to be having fun. Like not being happy is reason enough to not be with somebody in my personal opinion. Yeah. I have so many friends who are like, well, they're not cheating on me. So I don't know if I should end it. And it's like, but if you're not happy, life isn't the dress rehearsal. Like you want to be happy. Yeah. I believe that in my bones. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you have to? And I feel like it was a guilt thing I had for a bit, I think with my ADHD, because I was like, well, I'm so extreme. Maybe this is just normal. And I am just listless. And I think there's a lot of things about combining friends and being intentional about your relationships and like, talking with your partner, but at the end of the day, this is probably toxic. And I am a little toxic. Your gut knows what's up and writing into the podcast. I think, you know, what's up. And I actually have that for everyone who wrote in like (laughs) if you, and I I mean this with love as like, we're two girls who have podcasts, but if you you feel like you have to go to someone with a podcast for relationship advice, often, often it might be a sign towards something. And we encourage it guys. Cause literally I've done those things. And, uh, they made me the best me. And also like, people are like, I hate, I just hate when you suppress things. I think they get bigger. If you want to date other people, you want to see other people. They're not evil for doing it. There's no rules. Just do it. Break up. You can get back together. The world is big and you deserve to be happy in it, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's not hate to this person who wrote in no. at all. Like I, in fact, I think it's so lonely when you don't know which of your friends you can talk to. I, yeah, yeah. I've, oh my god, I've made a Reddit post. I've been so. Oh my god, it's me too. Why was it Reddit? I have like a secret Reddit account. Me too. And then, okay, also, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing lately, and I would go on these Reddit posts and ask to trade fruit um, with, like, I think children on Nintendo Online. I'd be like, I hate my like my life. I feel miserable. And then it's like, if you go on my page, it was also like Animal Crossing Island hopping, and it was like, <laughs> girl needs like something anyway I remember people on reddit would be like girl dump him and I'd be like (laughs) no but like but like did you read the whole thing like (laughs) they'd be like girl like you seem miserable I'm like are you sure and they're like you actually posted on like dating advice need help (laughs) I think the second you're on like r slash dating advice it's it's over or um monster-in-law I was on that a lot and I've never been married because like family is a thing with me and it's like you know that this is the this is the feed it was insane <laughs> yeah, that's, but no hate like I've my point is I've written in and mm-hmm. often when I have when I have to get to that level of like I just need someone to tell me to end things it's because in my gut I know I know it yeah. needs to be over yeah and you're right and I yeah so we're proud of you and also like you're proud of you for me I have to be an extreme I have to think that like to get me to do things or before I'd have to think, you know what, my friends just don't get me, but then it can get lonely. Your friends might get you realize your friends only know what you share about your life with them. And once you end something, um, that's an opportunity for them to get you more to, to tell them that. So you might not have to lose them all, especially if they're probably your friends. 
Yeah. And like friends don't need to choose sides. I think your closest friends often end up choosing sides, but like as a friend group as a whole, it was probably going to shatter anyways at some point, right? <laughs> yeah. The friend group will evolve anyway. Yeah. 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 Shatter is probably a strong word. But like, <laughs> if one couple staying together is what's keeping everyone together, then it's probably not Very as well sustainable. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I, I needed a minute to get there. And no, I'm actually not going to edit this podcast because I wanted to just be like talking on the phone with your two friends. But shatter was probably a strong word. And I'm sorry. I agree. And I, I support it. Beautiful. Okay. This next one, I think, was a little bit controversial. Do you think your partner should be your best friend? Ooh, T, what do you think? I want to hear your opinion first. Okay. So, well, I'm going to go through my history a little bit. Yes. I, the first person I dated was my best, best friend. So for me, I was like, wow, romance is so rooted in friendship. And then I dated someone who was not my best friend, who we like, was we were dating. Yeah. And that whole time I was like, yeah, your partner shouldn't be your everything. Like I have different best friends and like your partner should just be a part of your life. I'm now at this point in my life realizing I do want my relationship to be rooted deeply in friendship. I do want them to be one of my best friends, like not my only friend, but someone that I tell things to and feel excited to talk to and joke around with and have fun with. And that's just like a very personal thing. So I don't think they need to be my only best friend, but I want it to feel like a best friendship. That's my answer. And I know it's controversial, but I think that's beautifully said. And you know, what's funny. I've been, I reflect a lot. I don't know if I've ever had a relationship rooted in friendship. Maybe my first love felt like it was kind of because we were so young. Yeah. And I went through a lot of dating phases. I I could not co-sign more. I fully believe meeting Nick felt like meeting the other half of me. It was like being seen in a way I've never felt seen before in my life. And he's my favorite person on the planet other than me. Um, (laughs) I'm meeting him though. I was proud. I just thought it took me a lot of time um, to get here. Like my friends mean a lot to me. Like you mean a lot to me. And I feel like when people say there are lots of love in this world, but never the same love twice, I think it's because there's like love and friendships too. And I I think your partner, I like a partner who is like Nick feels like my best friend. However, we have friends and we value our friendship. And I think that that is okay. I also think, okay, T, I think a lot of content online nowadays, I don't, I've seen a lot of stuff where people are like, I live with my boyfriend and I never see him. And this is why I live with my boyfriend. And if you hang out with him all the time, you're crazy. And I'm like, okay, everyone has a different way of living life. I lived with someone who I spent no time with, who he would just like go on dates. I was so lonely then. And so when I see that stuff online, I feel bad because personally, I know I don't want to be in a relationship where I feel as though I'm not who you want to be or spend time with. You know what I mean? So like that type of relationship doesn't vibe with me. Um, it vibes for some people, it doesn't vibe with me. Some people might look at my relationship or look at what we say and think it's codependent. That's totally chill. That's totally fine. You're willing to do it. For me, I think, um, I feel like Nick is my best friend and my parents feel like best friends. Your parents, I've seen them online feel like best friends. I think that that, that's a good, that's a big part of love for me. Yeah. A huge part of love for me is like, if we were all blind, Mm -hmm. could could I still come back home every night and be like, this is the person I want to talk to. Like, I want it to be so rooted in like, this is just my favorite person. Like for me, that's just what love in a relationship is. And I think it's yeah. so personal to different people. And yeah. I'm always going to want my other best friends who are like my home, my people, but I want this person to also gel with that. And like, I want to be able to go out with a group of friends and not feel like he is the odd person out. And I have to like 
move yeah. him into the friend group. I want it to just feel very fluid. Yeah. And I think that's harder to find, but I just, one thing that I'm not willing to settle for because I, I want it so bad. Yeah. I think it's very possible. I agree. And I know that's what happened when you found Nick. Like we were on the phone once. I remember this so vividly. And you're like, yeah, we went on a hike and we were just like goofing off the whole entire time. Yeah. And like, that's what you want. At the end of the day, you want someone you can just laugh with and who just like makes you laugh and makes you feel pretty and sexy and funny. Like, that's what you want. It is. I honestly never thought it was possible. And I think, yeah, like honestly, living with a boyfriend before, I think there's probably going to be something about living with in here, but being with Nick feels like having a sleepover with my favorite person every night. Like it honestly feels so fun. We were crying laughing last night. Like we just, and I never thought love could be that as well as like everything else that it is. And I think that because it's possible, everyone else should shoot for it. Yeah. I have, I have a friend who recently was like, you're never going to get fun and funny and hot and steamy in the same person. And I just don't think you that's are. true. That's sad. I that's used to sad. not think that was true too. Cause that was what I was like, you're never going to get that. And people would be like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm with somebody who literally doesn't like me and I don't like him. <laughs> so that's what I root my beliefs on. I disagree, but I yeah, I just think we all shouldn't be settling. We're so young too. So young. Like, I don't believe in some cost fallacy or like staying in something just because you've been in it for so long. And I like yeah. want to tell so many of these people who DM me that. Okay. The next one is like, so for you, I'm so excited. How it. do you break up with someone you're roommates with? I That's literally put this in because I was like, Catherine's going to know. This is tough. Um, I, first of all, I love you. Okay. I ended, I was, I had a lot of shame, by the way. And I realized until that how long I was with my ex. I was with my ex for three years. We lived together for one year and it was the most miserable year of my life. I cried myself to sleep probably every single night. I spent no time with him. We like weren't, it wasn't like a hot and steamy thing. It was very much like we were roommates. We had a two bedroom apartment. We had different literal rooms, um, which is, I just, just a paint a picture for everyone. I grew up and my parents and I didn't like talk about, which not to blame them at all we don't talk about like intimacy a lot online. Like we don't talk about that. And so when you find yourself in a relationship where no form of intimacy is present at all, like emotional, vulnerable, whatever, I felt like I couldn't talk to anyone. Um, one day I just had enough and I ended it. And I called my mom after it was over. I was like, I need to break up with this person. I need to go home, call a friend, call someone who cares. Cause any girl will get it. Like I hear that. And I'm like, you are so brave. Any person will get it. And you don't need to be there. And I took a bag of stuff and I went to my parents' house. I had a last minute appointment with my therapist. And I said, I know it's over. I just knew it in my gut because it wasn't like someone across like a big line. There was just like behavior exhibited again that I was like, I not only don't deserve this. I don't, I don't like being here. It took me three years to grow the confidence to say that, especially it's hard when you feel like you've made such an adult choice and like. I'm very private about love. So I never called like my best friend all growing up. Her name is Eliza. Got FaceTimes for me all the time. It was like during COVID. And I would be crying to her and talking about my work life. And I remember her being like, do you ever talk to the person you're dating about this? Like she could tell I wasn't supported. And it must've been a very hard place to be in because I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, you're still not going to dump him, are you? <laughs> and then I think you do it. And, and it feels huge and giant. And this might be not a right thing to say, but my mom always said this growing up. How do you eat an elephant? Like you, one bite at a time, you do it one thing at a time and it is scary and you're going to be okay. And then all of a sudden you look back and you see that you've just grown so much, but you call somebody who cares about you. You pack about the things that matter to you 
and you go home. And it doesn't mean that it's forever or it can be forever. Just do it. And yeah, I just did it. It was the best decision other than meeting Nick. That was the best decision I'd ever made in my life, hands down. It was so fun. I cried for three days after because I was like, I've missed me. It was like, I, yeah. I'm pro break up with him, especially if you live with him. It's a high, you know, I want I think if you are, if you feel in your bones, like, you know, in your gut, if you yeah. need to leave, yeah. you know, when it's time to go. And you say this thing, which now I've internalized is you're never going to be late for your own life. You aren't like, it's going to come to you when it needs to come to you. And the, my last breakup, my last relationship was last year and we weren't living together, but I, our lives were so intertwined. Like our families, everything was so intertwined. And I remember I'd gone to stay with him. And I hadn't told anyone I was going to break up with him because I didn't even know it yet. Right. Like there were so many things about the relationship. I had not told my parents, my friends, because I was like, they're going to be like, yeah, that's another red flag. Like, that's how you should know. You're hiding things from the people who love you. And I had gone, I was staying with him and I woke up in the morning. I looked over at him and I broke up with him. And I just like a flip switch inside of me where I was like, this is my life. I can't go making everyone else happy because everyone else thinks I'm so lucky. Like I need to make a decision for myself in my future. Like it was really life is not the dress rehearsal. I want to be happy in my life. And like the night before I just felt like I want to be with my friends. I don't want to be with this person again. Why I think things should be rooted in friendship. And I woke up that morning and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. And I like, literally packed up the things I needed to pack up, walked out the door. And I was like, I remember so vividly on a bus home because like public transport was down that day. So I was like on this weird bus and I called my mom and I was like crying and she was like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And by the time I got home, like back to my home, I felt better. Like, like it was almost immediate relief of like, my life is going to be okay. And I'm in control of my life. Yeah. It reminds you of that. And I'm, first of all, I went, I laughed because the thought of don't you have Taurus Venus? Don't I'm a psychopath, but no. Yes, I think so. And sometimes Nick was telling me once about a breakup that he was just like, I'm done. I'm like, y'all are scary. Like I I've done the same thing. I I'm a chicken. I called my ex on the phone. I remember I went back to my parents' house and I was like, you're gonna come back to our apartment. Nothing is gonna be in it. I'm done. I am not interested. I am done, which is cool, whatever. But I wanna, I'm glad we brought this up because I've been dying to talk about it for a hot minute. I didn't know for a while that I wanted, just like Mal said, it comes to you when it comes to you. And there's so much content online specifically about people who, who blindside you and being blindsided is terrifying. I understand. But I think we forget that sometimes you just don't know things until you know them. And sometimes people are trying really, really hard to make something work with someone they love. And it is hard. Like before ending a relationship, I had felt, I felt horrible for months. I was like, I am so mean. I I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I just think it's like a release. It really is. When you finally lean into what, like not resisting the universe, listening to yourself. Yeah. I like cry. You were like, you're like, I can do this. And it is a high of reminding you that you are in control of your own life. And like in that part, you know, I don't know, just, and not being happy is reason enough to not be with somebody. Yes, it really is. You're not mean. You do, I don't care how nice they are. Nobody knows your relationship like you do. Your friends only know what you tell them. And remember that probably you only tell them highlights and you probably only do that because you're miserable and you want to them to like not nothing blaming you or them. Um, break up with them. Break up with them. Yeah. I, I need a shirt that says dump him so bad. It's my favorite piece of advice. Yeah. No, seriously. I think the same, but yeah, it's okay. like, hi. This next one is like one of my favorite ones. Like it made me tear up. Okay. So for the past couple months, I've been hooking up. Oh, 
no, not that one. Sorry. That one, we're getting to that one later. <laughs> that one's dark. Okay. Um, hi, well, Beacon Catherine. I'm so excited for this episode. I have a question for your podcast together. For context in the past, I've mostly been in relationships where I got cheated on or dumped out of the blue. This has made me develop a lot of trust issues and a very anxious attachment style. Now I'm dating someone who is super kind and loyal, and I know he would never do that to me, but I still feel really anxious and unsure all the time. I just want to be happy and feel safe in my relationship and wanted to ask, do you have any advice for me? And this is the question that kind of inspired the whole episode because I think it's like such a natural feeling. Yeah. And well, I wanted to tell a story and I think you might have some stories about this too, but um, before I dated my last partner, I had a very anxious attachment style. Like I was constantly like, people could leave me, people could leave me, very scared about it. And then in my last relationship, this person actually did not treat me well and for a long time, I stayed in it. And then, like I just said, and then I left. And something about me leaving yeah. made me feel so empowered because I felt like, okay, you know what? I can't trust anyone else. And this sounds cynical, but I swear it's not. Oh. It was, I can't trust anyone else to never cheat on me. I can't trust anyone else to never be mean to me. I can't ever get a partner to sign a piece of paper saying they're not going to, you know, be bad in whatever way. What I can do is I can trust myself. And life is going to be cruel and unusual in all sorts of ways. Why am I making it cruel and unusual for myself? Like, why am I inflicting such pain on myself when life is going to do that anyways, regardless of whether I do it or not? And like, I have to trust myself that I can walk away. And walking away from that relationship has actually made me have such a secure attachment style. And people are like, oh, all that shit that happened to you then, like, how are you fine now? And it's really that. It's just trusting yourself. And it's a hard journey to get there, but it's, I guess being in a bad relationship almost helped me get better, which is weird, but I want to know your take on this. No, I literally want to give you a hug. Like, I'm so proud of you and you're so intelligent and so eloquent. I could not say like, so similar to me, leaving a relationship that I was miserable in for so long, put an interesting parallel to me because I was unpacking a lot of stuff. And I was like, um, I was afraid and felt suffocated in the relationship. And then I was like, well, I can leave at any time because I'm not happy. And it, it, it drew the rest of the story for me. I think I have an interesting take on attachment styles. I read attached. I didn't. Okay. I liked it, but I didn't love it on account of, I thought a lot of it was like, you're screwed if you're not this. And it bothered me. I don't like the mentality of like, you're just screwed. Like up oh, too bad. You're just not secure. Oh, oopsie. And like, I was like, okay. I think attachment styles have a lot to do with, um, yourself. I think Maul said it correctly. It's trusting and loving yourself. It took me 27 years to feel secure in myself. Um, and I think that comes with time. And I think a lot of what I had said online originally, which is funny and everyone's learning it. Cause like, there's no, like life isn't like a game. I think every time I say that, I think of new houses in New York when Bethany Frankel flips, I like, life is not a cabaret. I'm like, Oh my God, but it's not a game. Like it isn't. And, um, you're going to be uncomfortable, like in life, being com- trusting that you can soothe yourself through discomfort will help you become more securely attached. Um, but also there's nothing wrong with you for being anxiously attached. This is another thing that I did get from reading that book. Everybody has different needs. And so like, I think um, you're very eloquent writing in and you're very eloquent. And I am so sorry that people have cheated on you and that has happened to you. And I am so sorry. Um, I am like proud of you for being able to recognize that happened to you. Hopefully you recognize that had nothing to do with you. And I was just talking to them all before we started recording about 
life will throw things that are completely out of your control. I think to remind you that so much in this life is, and as someone who had control issues for so long, I used to just hold on super tight. Cause I was like, this could all collapse at any moment. Holding on super tight has never prevented a collapse. It just has like exhausted you. So trying to remind yourself, or at least for me, remind yourself that, um, it's a way of being anxious sometimes, unless you feel as though you have like generalized anxiety disorder, in which case like go talk to somebody. It's totally okay. A lot of people have that and, um, there's nothing wrong with you. Stuff comes in time. And, um, yeah, I felt the same way though. Leaving a relationship helped me become very securely attached. Um, and I still work on stuff, you know, like you, you trusting yourself, reminding yourself that you've gotten through every day. I know that sounds so annoying and like toxically positive. It's you've gotten through all of your worst days to be here, but you have, um, and trying to work on that shame. You don't need to shame yourself for something that's already harming you. And you don't need to say like, I hate online. I think there's a lot of commentary that still kind of maybe gender, like gender fies the attachment not people like he's avoidantly attached and people are like brag they're like i'm an avoidantly attached girl i'm like that's the new cool girl like that is it we get it like congrats you're avoidantly attached awesome like if there's nothing lame think about those are just words to describe how you how you soothe yourself and um that might make you feel a little more empowered that has made me feel more empowered that's just how i soothe there's nothing it's just a different way of soothing yourself um but yeah, I hope that made any sense. It might not have. I'm very sorry if it didn't. <laughs> no, I think it did. And like, how beautiful that you now have someone who's so reassuring. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it made me happy to know that now you're in a very happy thing where you know, like, you trust the other person as well. Like, you're going to be okay. And it's okay to be a little bit anxious. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Hot take. Okay, sorry. The last thing I also want to, I love this hot take. You're with someone who's reassuring. Everyone's needs are very different. I have, I don't want to like dox anyone on here. I will dox my boyfriend. I remember we were talking about our past before. And one time he has talked about how like, um, it's nice to be needed and like not a like savior way. And, and think about when someone tells you how much you mean to them, that has never made me be like, Ugh. like if someone's like, Hey, I'm feeling anxious about our friendship. And I'm like, you mean a lot to me and thinking of losing, you would hurt me. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so lucky that I have you in my life. So sometimes like, I don't know. I like to think about the things that I used to hate myself for become things that make me more me, I guess. So I don't know. I don't know if that made any sense, but I think maybe you're probably a lot more appreciated than you think you are, especially by someone who reassures you. It doesn't hurt to tell someone how much they matter. Sorry. That, yeah, was, no, that was beautiful. I'm, I'm tearing up again. I'm sorry. I love you. But yeah, anyway. Anywho. You also just like look so beautiful in your California apartment. Like I'm, oh, I'm so happy. I love you. I have like, I have a drying rack next to me. That's just all my clothes are hanging. And it's really funny. I'm like, they're literally barely out of sight. Like, no, no, no. Turn me away from it. I had such a good background. <laughs> I have like the leather couch, the surfboard. <laughs> okay. The next question, which is like, this is such a, I feel like a done conversation, but I'm still interested is it's kind of long. So it's basically do you believe in the spark? And right now this girl yeah. seems like she's in a healthy relationship, but she doesn't feel excited at all. And she mix, misses the toxicity. So it's a very, um, that's the way I loved you from Taylor Swift. Yeah. Obviously. Vibes. What is your take? Because I feel like the right relationship won't have you begging for love, but you still would feel excited. Like I still yeah. believe in the spark. Not the, not the anxiety spark, but the excitement spark. 
I couldn't agree more. And I love, I love this question. I love you. So when I ended my long relationship in that relationship, I, it's mean to say I felt nothing like that's really mean, but I, there's a lot of talk online and about how like, that's our first love. And like, that's just toxic. Cause you didn't like each other. And my high school boyfriend was the guy to be in my head. And I know it sounds toxic. I don't care. It's true. Like it was the last time I felt loved. It felt love and nobody ever compared to him. Something about when I saw him, I felt that spark. And I heard and read so many things about people who seemed to be in love, who were like, that's just not going to happen again. And it was sad for me. And I just like internalized it and dated people who I was like, well, it's not here, but I think it's kind of that. And like, I don't know, I guess this is it. Um, Last night I logged onto TikTok. And so anytime it was funny, a, a barometer for me is like, anytime I'd be in a relationship, my high school boyfriend had a new girlfriend after I had a new boyfriend and like, he went to a dance and it like gutted me. And it's also time and age. And that's just me. Last night I was on TikTok for a second and I saw that okay, his cousin followed me, which is weird because I never am like on it to see like so-and-so follows you. And it was just the top. And I looked over at Nick while I was playing Animal Crossing. And I just felt this sense of so much joy and peace. I would pick Nick over anybody without any hesitation at any point in time. I've never loved someone the way I love him. And I've never felt the way I feel when I look at him. And I was told that wouldn't happen to me. So I, that spark is stronger than the first one for me. And I think that not having a spark can kind of turn into like, you feel bad and you're like, this person treats me well. This is toxic advice. I used to talk to Brianna about when I was dating this other guy. Nice is great. Nice is the bare minimum. You deserve to be treated nicely. Like you deserve someone to be that way to you. That's not exceptional. Like it's just made to feel exceptional because we have like creepy. I'm not even going to say the guy's name who literally looks like, what did Drew Afwalo call him? Like a legume or something like a raisin? <laughs> like that we have men being like, women don't deserve to have brains. Um, nice is should be expected. I think you deserve the spark. And I think very frequently people say like, that's only when it's toxic. And I think that that is toxic to tell people personally, I have a spark with um, my boyfriend and I think you can too. Yeah. I just, I don't, I I don't believe that you'll only get the spark with someone who you're screaming and fighting with in the rain. Like I believe you feel a spark when you're like sitting in a bed, crying, laughing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right? And I the think spark can look like so many different things and we're just sold one image of it. And I think that it's funny. Cause like, I really want, this was the biggest thing I left my ex. I remember telling my therapist, I was like, before I left him, I left the day after Valentine's day. It's kind of my thing. <laughs> Cause like my high school lover, I broke up the day after Valentine's day anyway. Um, we had watched one of my comfort movies, which is, he's just not that into you. And I remember watching Same. it. <laughs> Obviously it's like, our, I love it. I saw it. And I was like, I, I'm such a hopeless romantic. And I told my therapist, I'm like, I, I, I can't settle anymore. Like I have to believe that this exists out there for me, that I can love somebody more than I loved Tucker. That was his name. Like I have to believe it. And I haven't met it yet, but I just can't think that my life is just going to be constantly wishing I was 17 dating Tucker. Like I can't think that anymore. And I don't know how I'm going to get there. And it took a while to get there. And I promise you, it was the same, that feeling when you saw your first love, the feeling when you would like see them like at a game or whatever, it's that times a hundred and it's like warmer than I thought it could be with Nick, but it's very present. And, um, 
yeah, I don't think you need to settle for it. I, I think that's, but you need that to figure out. Like I was with someone for a while who I never felt that way about. Yeah. Like, and Nick's it's, it's such an age thing. Yeah. yeah. And Nick's laugh yeah. is so cute. I love Nick. He's I'm, adorable. Nick's- like, kill him. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't think you need to settle. <laughs> yeah. It's just the way I think about it is if we keep telling ourselves the narrative of like, oh, well, I'm never going to find that again. So I might as well just be with someone who's nice. Like imagine spending the rest of your life with someone where the only thing you can describe them as is nice, which is nice, but it's just not everything. No, it's not. And everybody, like, I think me and Nick were talking about this again recently. We were like, I don't like a lot of the commentary online, especially with people who live together seems to be what I would describe to be negative relationships. And I think it's because people who are happy don't feel the need to share it all the time, like a lot. And so I like the podcasting has like this ability where people can connect in a way that doesn't feel like I'm trying to, like anyone's trying to exploit. Take it from somebody who literally every single day um, wakes up happier than I thought possible. Like you don't need to settle. And honestly, at the end of the day, if you're not getting that spark, it's not that nice for you. Like if, if that's the case, if you're feeling like you're missing something, I feel as though you knowing that is enough to leave. Like, I'm like, you can leave. Them. Like, yeah, if you need permission from anyone, we are giving you permission. Full permission. <laughs> but it's also such an age thing. Like I have, when I was younger, wanted the like highs and lows and it was fun for me. And it was, you know, I had these great stories to tell and it was for the plot. And now I don't want that. Now I want someone who feels simple and easy. And like, if you have to go through the highs and lows to figure out that for yourself, that's fine. No shame yeah. at all. I've been there. Like till recently I've been there. Well, yeah, literally. Okay. Can I build on that too? This is, Mm -hmm. I was obsessed. I'm obsessed with love. I've been obsessed with love my whole life. I felt guilty about being obsessed with it because everyone's like, what do you, I'm like, love, that's just the most important thing to me. And I don't care. And yeah, age has made me feel more comfortable saying that. And I was always obsessed with love stories. And I always wanted the story of how I met someone to be cool. Cause I have an Aries Venus, like very competitive about that. And my first boyfriend, Tucker, I met on a family vacation, which is very Greece oriented because it was cool. And so that was a pretty hard thing to beat. And I, my whole life was like, those are the most important things. And meeting Nick showed me how the most important sparks in my life are things that are every day. And they're so like current, like even with my first boyfriend, I think when we outgrew each other, we were even knowing like the story of us was more exciting than us together. The story of how Nick and I met is the least exciting thing about us. And it's exciting. I think everyone deserves a love story if they want to be, if that's what they dream about. And I think everyone gets one. And I don't think you can ever miss what's meant for you. And I don't think you can ever mess up something because if it's your love story, you're in it. So if this is you figuring out how to get there, I'm very excited to hear more about it. That's I'm sorry. Yeah, but isn't, oh, you just have such a comforting way of explaining things. I completely Thank you. <laughs> entirely. How do I grieve somebody I never dated? I feel stupid. You're not stupid. I'm oh not God. stupid. That's the first thing I felt when I read this. It's like we have all been there, and it's it's almost sometimes harder to get over someone that you never had like the closure <laughs> of an actual relationship with. Why are you giggling? Make a TikTok account. Like I did. Make a TikTok account and listen to Red Taylor's version for like 10 months. And then, kidding. Yeah, like didn't, um, who did she write Last Kiss about? Like, didn't she date them for three months or something? Like, we've yeah. all been a little bit crazy over yeah. we've ever dated. And that's okay. Oh my God, what's her name? There's a girl on TikTok who I love. And she has this small business. She's on California. And I think, and I love her. Tori, I think her name is Tori. And she reminds me of Bunny, if you guys used to watch YouTube, Graveyard Girl. Anyway, she lost a partner. They, like, passed away. And uh, she just saw a TikTok. I reshared it. 
And it was like, how do I grieve a partner? And she was like, one of my friends was going through a divorce and someone was like, you've been through that. And I said, actually, yeah, similar. Grieving someone who is alive is weird. Um, but it's just, it's changing things that used to be we to me and it's healthy and there's nothing wrong with you for feeling those feelings. And at least use the fact, at least that you can identify that it's grief to give yourself solace. Like going through a breakup and grief sucks. Feeling shamed about it sucks even more. I hated when I went through a break and I felt like there was a timer on me. I used to say this, like when I went broke up with my high school boyfriend, people gave me like a month and then people were like, he's going to get a girlfriend and I'm not even blaming them. I shamed myself for feeling those things. And then I had two, two other relationships. And when I ended my live-in relationship with my ex, I went to therapy and for like a week, I cried about Tucker. I was 25 and she was like, okay. I was like, by the way, I miss him. And she was like, okay. And then I just felt the feelings and then they left. I don't know how to explain it. Like you deserve the piece of, of um, grief. And it also makes more sense because you didn't have an ending and you can like fantasize about what could have been. It's like the hardest thing. I think that's even, that could arguably be harder than what after three years, you're like, well, I know for certain this isn't good. You know? Um, yeah. I would almost encourage you to every time you do grieve it, which you should wholeheartedly, only grieve the things that actually happened. Like don't grieve the future Great because that didn't happen. And it's like, that is a part of you. All the future stuff that you've made up is a part of you. And you can get that with anyone. You put incredible advice. Thank you. I just came up with it on the fly. I love that. Like, I'm like, that's so helpful. Yeah. Right. Because otherwise you're grieving like all these future things where you're projecting that onto them. It didn't even happen. Right. Like, that's it's all you all that love is coming from you versus you yeah. can prove the things that actually said to you that meant a lot the experiences you actually had together the feelings you actually felt with him but try to stay away from like grieving the future tripping because yeah that makes it so much more painful it does make it more painful and I think it also goes into our conversations about breakups where like I believe that you're not late for your own life and everyone deserves love. And so even when you're breaking up with someone or you're being broken up with, I don't think that makes you less deserving of love. Like that you're just not that person's person and you will get that love. This per- the universe just showed you that this is not from them. And that's fine, but that love still exists and it's going to be better than you think. I literally couldn't believe I saw the name of Tucker's cousin and I it took me back yesterday. I was like, "Oh my god, like if li- I've been thinking about it that if 17 year old me I was afraid to leave Massachusetts I live in Southern California like your life is going to be so much more colorful and so much more vibrant and so much more full of love and experiences than you can conceptualize right now so when you think about the things that you've lost at least a it would be helpful to do the things that have happened to you and b try and make room for all the things you can't even think about to dream about yet they'll happen there are things that you know like I don't know. It's just wild. Life is wild. I mean, in both of our lives, we could not have told ourselves a year ago where we're going to be now. Like we both are in completely different places that we couldn't even dreamt about or conceptualized. And our friendship, like this friendship means so much to me, even that, like that in itself, I was for so long, like, Oh, I'm just gonna have to change myself to have friends. And like, people aren't going to like me for me. And, um, those are things you tell yourself. And, uh, you can't prevent your own self from the good stuff that's going to happen to you. But I'm really sorry you're grieving and it sucks and it doesn't make you weird. It is normal and lean into it. You're not messing out by leaning into it. Not at all. Like actually just feeling the sad for a little bit makes it so much better down the road. Of course, you're going to be like Catherine, 25 and going to therapy for your high school boyfriend. Wait, listen. Just like, 
<laughs> no, that's why I bring that up because I'm like, yeah. like it's I I feel like this is the thing. No one talks about that. And yeah, talk about all this. And I'm sorry, this is a rant. People are like, buy my course. I'll do I'm like, stop trying. I hate when people try and make money off of people feeling alone or feeling insecure or feeling sad. It's so gross to me. And the only things you see online are people like love of my life. I'll tell you in three simple steps. Me, I sobbed over my high school boyfriend. I fell for someone, the idea of someone, I literally was upset about the idea of somebody who was actively balding, nothing wrong with balding people at all, who I did not even know who I never felt comfortable with because, you know, I think at that time I wasn't comfortable. I relationships only existed in my head. Uh, being vulnerable with myself is something I couldn't see happening. And uh, I met the love of my life and I'm happier than I ever thought possible. If I didn't mess this up, you're not going to mess this up. Because believe me, I've done a lot of things that could mess this up. Like I've done a lot of stuff that you were like, mm, maybe this girl has lost all possibility of getting love. Especially You're not going to mess up what's meant for you. Exactly. Like, yeah. You're really not. No. I mean, like, <laughs> didn't you have like an asthma attack the first time you guys like went on a date or something? Like, yes. <laughs> you're just not gonna mess up with that for you they're gonna think everything about you is so cute and endearing they are. to you they are like I posted on TikTok and didn't tell any of my family and friends because I was tired of feeling shamed for like I wasn't over this guy or that guy or I wasn't over dating and love and people were like that's lame and I posted on TikTok uh, talking about my feelings and the love of my life found me attractive on there I was literally like actively posting and doing it at, I and I always thought no one could love me unless I've like been like, I don't know, proper, like been showing this side. Someone's going to love you for everything there is to love about you. And a good thing, a good thing that might help you realizing that or not realizing it because you, whatever, is being the first person to love you for everything that you are. You can do, try and do that. Love yourself when you're going yes. through or in like sadness because we've all been there. I sobbed listening, watching everything everywhere all at once. Maybe also watch that film. The best film I've ever seen in my life. One of them. Incredible. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I am like so in love with you. Okay. I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> I'm like tearing up at everything. You <laughs> You're so cute. Okay, this next one, it's kind of long, but it, oh, yes. this is the one that I said was a little bit dark. Okay. So for the past couple months, I've been hooking up with someone and recently started to develop feelings for them. Then I did a little bit of stalking and realized he had a long-term girlfriend for over four years now. I've just had the worst week of my life and feel like complete shit. I think I want to tell the girlfriend, but I have no clue how and don't want to do that high girly bullshit because she deserves better. Also, I can't stop crying about how much I want to be the person a guy chooses and not the other woman. This just made me so, I, I've already like responded to her. I want to hug her. I know. Where I want is she? to like give her a kiss. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I just, I felt so bad because like as a third party, I'm sure we both feel like, oh, you're going to get that. Like this girl was so beautiful and warm. And I was like, you're completely going to get that. Someone's going to choose you for all that you are, and it's going to be magical and better than a fairy tale and life changing. Yeah. When you're going through something like this, it feels like the world around you is crumbling. And also, I agree that, yeah, don't message her high girly. I think it's like kind of patronizing for some reason, but like let her know in whatever way it feels true to you and screw this guy. Honestly, like, yeah. you had no idea that was happening. You should not be like shit about it. He presented a facade to you. And that's not your fault at all. No, my advice too. Okay, so A, I want to hug her and kiss her. B, this might be controversial to, that I'm about to give. Um, this has never happened to me. However, this has happened to people that I loved. And somebody that I loved has had this happened to them. And they reached out to that person. And they reached out to the girlfriend. And they did that. They did it to feel better. 
And I remember they kept seeing this guy for years after. And it was like when Harry met Sally, when they're like telling Carrie that he's never going to leave her. And um, I don't believe in once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in, I don't in general believe in dooming. That just doesn't, it's not part of me believing in like dooming behavioral patterns, which leads me into a lot of weird places because I feel empathy for a lot of things and it causes me a lot of whatever. I think own how you feel right now. You're going to have somebody choose you hundred percent and find my first thing, find somebody who is neutral, who you feel comfortable sharing how you feel with them. I'm not saying that in a mean way, but if part of you is like, I still want him to choose me. You deserve to have a safe place to talk about that with. And if you don't feel like your friends may be that, I think that might be helpful to have. Cause I felt weird actively telling a therapist about my, I was living with my ex before I broke up with him. And I was like, my therapist was like, why don't you do things for you? Find someone neutral that, that won't make you feel shame about feelings that you didn't choose to have. And you will have somebody who chooses you. And if you don't, the page, hey, girly is patronizing. I would say, reach out to that girl if you are not going to see him anymore. I don't know if I would reach out to her if it is going to just like make a thing you know, or I also don't know if that's something, um, I don't know. I just, in a very weird way that it come to my life when I was younger, it wasn't me. Oh, but, um, I'm sorry. That sucks. And that's very dark. Also, ew, men are repulsive. Men actually repulse me actively. Like that's disgusting. It's a long-term relationship. It's literally gross. I would always tell a girl, um, but I also don't know how you feel. And I don't know what this guy has told you and hooking up with him for four months. You probably do really care about him. And I think that, Um, yeah, I think to be very honest, in my opinion, the bad guy in this situation is the dusty man It's not you. And it's not her. And I want you to know that it is still not you. He is the one in the relationship, not you, even if he's actively seeing you and part of you feels gross and cause you don't want to end it or something. You're not the gross one. He's gross. Yeah. And like, you don't want to date a coward. He's not, you don't, and you don't want to date somebody who is going to make you nervous that he will do this to you. Like I wouldn't, but, um, I would go to a therapist and talk about stuff and I would, I would, you deserve so much more and I'm so sorry, but Hey, right now you're noticing that you want more. You want to be the one who's chosen. And that's a positive of this, but yeah, he's gross. Disgusting. I was so angry at him. I hate him. I want to egg his house. Like that's really gross, especially ew. That's really gross to me, but yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry about the controversial part. I just think that I remember having that when I was younger, not having somebody who I love have that. And I was like, I was really judgmental actively about it. And she just hid it from me. And then she would go through pain talking to this person. And I wasn't like, we weren't there. And so I like have some guilt about, I'm like, you know what? I hope it's hard and it is hard. It might be hard for your friends to be honest. If your friends are in relationships, this is just like another thing. If you continue to see him and, and part of you wants to do that, it might make your friends who have boyfriends a little uncomfortable. Doesn't mean they don't love you. When I ended a relationship with a guy I lived with, friends from home separated themselves from me. And I think it's because they felt maybe, maybe a certain way about their relationship and they were afraid. I felt like the scarlet letter. It was an isolating experience. They like didn't invite me things. I was like, okay, tea. And then I saw some people like a year later after meeting Nick and our relationships have changed. That's just what happened to me. Um, Listen to yourself. You're not a bad person for having any feeling that you didn't choose to have, in my opinion. Not at all. And I think this DM ends with, um, I want to be the person a guy chooses and not the other woman. I would really urge you to frame it differently for yourself and for your own health. Like 
you're not the other woman. You're you. She's her. Thank He's you. a dirtbag. I just got dirt. I literally just got chills. You're the main character of your own life. And I think online, sometimes also with empathy, it's easy to not main character yourself. This is not, you're not the side character of another person's relationship. You aren't. This is something you have with somebody and you, and if you decide to end this, you get to grieve it. It doesn't matter that you weren't the long term. Yeah. You had a relationship with him. Yeah, exactly. He happens to be a dirtbag. He happens to have had another relationship. Can you you literally find a non-dusty man is my question. Yeah. It's it's, not you. It's so him. You're not the other woman. You're you. He happened to have made some stupid decisions. It's like you were presented with a, a table of dirt and it was covered up with a white tablecloth. Yes. And you sat down, your legs got dirty, but you were told it was a nice table with a white table. Like you didn't know that was going to happen. You're so not at fault here. And you're not the yeah. other woman. Like this yeah. is a relationship you were a part of. And this person was awful to you. That's, yeah. that's the only thing. And like, you're going to go out there and find better. And that's yeah. the only, only narrative. And I love how you said that Mal, Cause you know what? He also lied to you. It doesn't matter. It's easy to be like a long term. He lied to you when you were hooking up with him. I assume he wasn't like, oh, on the side. I mean, (laughs) like you get to feel wronged and you get to feel all of these feelings. And he's literally dusty and like gross. Um, No, and this girl was so pretty. Also, all the girls who DM me, so pretty. Literally, when I was crying, I was sobbing over my high school boyfriend. I thought he was so cute. But the guy in college I dated who after was like actively abusive and an active brother of Sigma Chi was the, uh, like, I can't even describe it. Like, he boo, was, Sigma Chi, boo, nothing know. good has ever happened at Sigma Chi. Literally, except for Nick is a member of it and I cry. Oh, like, no. No, no, this is what's funny. Nick has asked me kindly. He's like, please. Uh, he's like, you, I'm like, don't say I'm a member of Sigma Chi. He's like, that happened in college. Like, I don't talk about it ever. Like, it's not like an un big part of my personality I'm like but it's a funny thing for me so I will continue to bring it up because of you know that's fraternity's gross um at least it was at Bryant but um you just try not my one thing is try not to feel shame for feelings that already already suck to feel you're just as worthy as you were before feeling them and he's dusty as hell and probably balding they're always balding (laughs) and like it won't commit to the bit like won't just fall like shake your head like dude (laughs) Sorry. Actually, like shaved heads aren't bad. I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's like a completely entirely different <laughs> Sorry. But we love you. So nothing. We wrong. love you so much. And you're going to be chosen. Yeah, you are. But like, you're never going to be late for your own life. You're going to be chosen. I promise. Yeah, you're just on the path of it. So good for you. Okay. This is a very you question. I feel like, can you give me advice on feeling hopeless that I will never find love or my person? I, I would like to know, like, you are in a very committed, beautiful relationship. I am single. And I think neither of us feel hopeless about love right now. Yeah. So how have we gotten here? How, what's that journey been like for each of us? Yeah. Okay. Um, I love you and I love it. Yeah. I felt hopeless. Um, I've, I have felt hopeless before. And I think I've tried a lot of things in therapy to realize like when trying to take a blame away from myself and more trying, I first started going to therapy in a relationship a couple of years ago. I, my therapist was like, think of yourself as your own science experiment. And like, what does this Catherine like short hair? And nothing is even like the question before, nothing is like Catherine is a, a jerk and a cheater. No, Catherine feels comfortable in this degree, weather. Catherine feels this way. And so notice when these feelings come up, this could be helpful where you are. It doesn't mean you're mean. If these feelings come up when you're with close family members who you love or people who are friends with you, you're not to blame for everything that you're feeling. You know, I don't think you ever choose to feel it. 
I had felt hopeless before I had felt lonely before. Um, and I started to notice that and then, um, know that you can't control it. It'll pass like any other feeling. And if you'd like to feel like you have any type of control, maybe notice when the situations make you feel that way and try and, I don't know, think about situations that make you feel that way. Maybe you will be drawn less to them. Um, but it took a lot of practice for me to take the shame away from myself because I felt hopeless a lot. I mean, when I was, I was at my lowest, the first summer of COVID, um, like 2020, I was in a long-term relationship with a guy I lived with. I, I felt lonely. My friends from home were also living with their boyfriends 15 minutes from me. Um, I was not included in anything. They, they didn't like my boyfriend. I didn't like my boyfriend. (laughs) Like they love their boyfriends. Like they would do anything for their boyfriends. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, you were like, I don't even like buying groceries with this guy. No, we didn't like literally. And I was like, oh, okay. I was just lonely and miserable and bitter and sad. And I applied to grad school and I did a lot of things to try and get myself out and think of hopeless. I think of hopelessness as an elephant, like I said before, and how do you eat an elephant? You eat it one bite at a time and you're proud of yourself, which again, I'm not pro eating elephants. And I don't really know how this came from. This is just something my mom always said, like, think about like, okay, what's one thing we can do to make you feel a little better that, you know, makes you feel comfortable. And then you'll slowly notice that you're out of, that you're a little more comfortable and, and practice being uncomfortable is part of being human. I don't know when I've gone through a lot of grief young. Um, I remember my mom's friend always said like, try and laugh once a day. And all of a sudden you string all the little happy laughs together. And sometimes you have a good day. Um, so that is a sad place. And I want, you to know, I love you. And I was actively there scrolling on this app. Um, and yeah, it's funny. I would like cry to sleep looking at TikTok, And I was like, user one, two, three, four, five, seven. And like living with a guy I hated and a life I hated has happened in a year. A lot can happen. So yeah. Sorry. What about you? Tell me. <laughs> no, I think that's gorgeous. I think Thanks. hopelessness is a really bitter, awful feeling. And we've all been there. If that's comforting at all, like we've all felt like it. I mean, I felt post relationships, like maybe I just never get romance and that's fine. Like I remember telling my friend Kyle one day, I was like, you know what? I've been blessed with everything else in my life. I have the best parents, the best friends, like the best passion for what I do. Maybe I just don't get romance and that's okay. And he looked me dead in the eyes and he's like, don't you ever say that again. Like you will. Hey. And yeah, I love Kyle. And it was, and to hear my friends be so unabashedly like, oh no, you absolutely will was so nice. So find people who are your cheerleaders would be my first piece of advice. I have actually so many pieces of advice for this. My next would be tell yourself you're going to meet the love of your life in a year. Tell yourself that. Tell yourself they're coming, but this for this next year, I'm just going to live it up. I'm going to have the best single time. I'm going to go on trips with my friends. I'm going to be spontaneous. I'm going to say yes to everything. I'm going to meet people because in one year that's happening. So I might as well get everything else that I want to do. Like you want that to start happening. Tell yourself that. And before you know it, you're just going to feel more hopeful. And my last thing would be if you are going on dates and things like that right now, like Catherine said, science experiment, do that. I'm I'm a scientist at heart. I love collecting yeah. data. I'm like literally going to grad school and tell yourself like each date I go on, I'm going to oh, try to learn one thing about myself. I'm going to. You're literally doing the scientific method. I'm sorry. <laughs> be like, no, literally every time you go on a good date, be like, I'm learning one thing about myself. I either love to laugh. 
I, this is my go-to drink order. This, I want the person I end up with to be ambitious. Like learn things about yourself as you're going. And with each date, you're 1% closer to finding the love of your life. Tell yourself that. Yeah. Like it's really all about reframing things that are already happening to you. And I feel like this is such cheesy advice. And sometimes you're just having a bad day. I was like on the phone with my best friend Maya the other day and she was just having a bad day. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to, there's no advice for this. Like sometimes you're just in a shitty mood. Sometimes you're just having a shit day and that's okay. But like when you are ready to feel better, tell yourself, okay, I'm going to reframe this because hopelessness is not serving you. It's not making you feel better at all. Yeah. I think you spoke that you literally spoke beautifully. And I want to add for the last thing you said too, in a weird way, I've started to frame life universe wise. Like when I feel an uncomfortable feeling, I'm trying to be okay with feeling it instead of intellectualizing it, which is hard for me because this is about to be an intellectualizing thing to say. I often say we're both so, so (laughs) what is this moment trying? Like why? Sometimes when you're feeling hopeful, you're like, why? Sometimes it helps me to pull that, that I'm like, why? Why is the universe showing me this right now? What, like, why am I here right now? What can I try? And like, is the universe telling me, which might sound crazy, whatever. It helps me a lot, like to pause. Is it telling me that I deserve to be hopeful? Like, I believe that everything is happening is happening for a good reason always. And I know that sounds weird and that's just how I am. And it's always been how I am, but, um, I'm really sorry that you're in that place. And, um, just like Maul said beautifully, we've been there and you're going to be okay. And I really like, sometimes it really helps to, to think of something like you should center yourself. For me, I had to learn a lot that I had to center myself. I was like, am I these people comfortable? And I was going to these people like I didn't like, (laughs) I was like, I don't even like being, I'm just punishing myself. Like, are you punishing yourself or try and treat yourself if you can treat yourself? Um, so yeah, I agree with what you said. That's so sad. I'm going to hug them. I, I think that's beautiful. Hopelessness is such a sinking feeling yeah. and sometimes it just happens. And sometimes you have to be like, I actually don't want to be here anymore because it's not helpful. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then my last question is I came up with this on my own because I wanted to end with something positive. If you could go back to your 18 year old self and give her dating advice, what would it be? Mall is my villain origin story. Cause I'm going to start crying. Cause I was thinking, <laughs> oh, I literally hate you. And I've never hated you more. No, I was thinking about this today. I, this literally question keeps me, this is whatever my, uh, like my cross that I bear, I guess. It's so weird thinking about what's 18 year old me would think of me now. And she, so, okay. Quick tangent. I follow cool, uh, cool cats for never. She was cool cats forever. Do you, Evan, she dates Ben or they date Ben anyway. Um, anyway, they just went through a breakup, this couple, and she's been posting online, Evan. And I love, I love Evan. And I don't know why she's like a lot younger than me and like does not know who the hell I am. Um, and I, you can tell like the guttural feelings, like everyone identifies with when I broke up when Tucker and I broke up, I actually thought I was dying. Like I actually actively was like, this is truly heartbreak. I got it now. Um, I understand I learned it guys. Thank you. And, um, we broke up and I called him and we talked for over a year. I would talk to him every other, I would do all the stuff. Like you think you shouldn't do. I would call him. I'd say, I miss him. I honestly, I think, I don't know if I ever said this online a year ago, <laughs> A year ago, I was out and I saw someone from his football team 
And I had deleted his number on my phone and we had not spoken in years. I had like two other boyfriends and I um, called him drunk or tried to text him, but I had texted his house house phone because we dated in high school. Don't even know if that voice no went through. That was scary for me, Catherine. And the, here's the thing. I would tell 18 year old me that she is going to meet, that she is going to get love deeper than she thinks possible. And I would reassure her because that was when we broke up when I was 18. Um, that listening to herself is the way she's going to do it. She's not going to do it by listening to everybody she thinks is cool. She's not going to do it by listening to her parents. And she's not going to do it by listening to the girls who are quiet and put together. And she's going to probably try to do that. And she's probably going to try to listen to it. I've thought a lot about if I would tell her anything and I don't think I would, like, I don't think I would intervene at all because I could not be happier with how my life is. Um, and yeah, I think I would through it all. I'm a very stubborn person with ADHD and I kept doing things I wanted to do. And I would hope and encourage everybody to do that when you're younger and do it now, you know, it's your life, but it's just wild. And it, it makes me speechless to think, I I don't think I'd tell her anything because I'd want life to be this way. And it, I went through two more Harvard. I was crying so much with Tucker. And then I was like, God, you're so in love. I, I am so angry with you. This is such an, I love, love you. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I'm going to take this other guy. And the whole time, I'm like, I don't know. And when I tell you every boy after I was like, I think I did it. And I would try so hard to force it. And it, it happened in a way I never thought would happen to me. And it did. So I hope that brings anyone solace because for a while there, 18 to like 25 were really tough years for me. Like I had a really tough time in college, undergrad. I don't have happy memories. It's Bama tick, Bama rush right now. I joined a sorority. I have really rough memories of college. Like it was a very deeply anti-Greek life, like not people in it, but as an institutional. Yeah. Yeah, I hate it. And I um, was in it and I hate it. And I, I think like, yeah, those years I, I was just thinking all last night. I'm like, wow, she was about to get, she thought it was bad. It was a roller coaster of shit after that. Um, but she ended up happier than she ever thought possible. And I would cry at night. My mom was like, there are many loves in this world, never the same love twice. And I would sob. And I was like, but you don't understand. I love Tucker. And this, and is I needed that life. love. I know yeah. there's so many fish in the sea, but I want that fish. this fish. And that's what I felt. And you know what? I would have wanted to feel that still. Like I felt it with my whole being. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say anything to her. I don't live any regrets. And I think, um, I don't know. I saw another thing. Sorry, I'll stop ranting. But I saw another thing on TikTok the other day that like someone was like, every year you turn, you're still the younger you. Mm-hmm. So like 18 year old Catherine is still me. And that makes me feel warm. But yeah, I wouldn't say anything. I just love her and trust your gut and remind yourself that, that you're not supposed to be like your friends. So sometimes you're going to do things, say things, want to do things that are going to be different than your friends. Don't um, let that fear make you think you're wrong. We're all supposed to be different. We're all supposed to want to do different things, you know, on our own paths that look entirely different. Yeah, completely. No, I went like AWOL. The fact that it wasn't TikTok in college was lovely. When Tucker and I broke up, I used to joke, and this is probably wrong, that I got all my crazy out with him. Like it was literally insane. Like I crazy, but wouldn't have done it any other way. But you're here now. I love and you, you just yeah. moved in with the love of your life. And yeah, I wouldn't have done that if that didn't happen. Yeah. In my opinion. So what about you? What would you tell your 18-year-old self? I have a couple pieces of advice. The first is, when I was 18, 19, I was in a relationship with someone who I loved dearly. And 
when my best friend was in a relationship with someone she loved dearly. And we stayed in it because we loved them, but we were not happy with the relationship. And we would tell each other this thing. And this is like our thing. And honestly, it's kind of good. And we should like put on a t-shirt. We would be like, you can't catch the good shit if your hands are full of bullshit. And it's so hard. I love that. Isn't that good? Yeah. We would, (laughs) we would walk and we would tell each other that because we both knew we were not happy, but we were not leaving. And then recently, I think like last year, I watched you season two and I'm going to read you the quote. It says, and that tiny voice is telling you, I deserve better. Listen to her. That's your real true love. And if you betray her long enough, you will lose her. And I would tell 18 year old me, like, listen to the voice that is fighting for you because your gut knows things that your heart doesn't. Just got literal chills again. Yeah. (laughs) Like, And it's so hard to internalize. And maybe that's something just that comes with age. And so maybe I would, you know, choose your land, be like, you know what, you're going to figure it out because I do end up figuring it out. But I wish so badly I could just like prevent some heartache for myself or some, some months of heartache even. Like I, I would not take back any of the relationships I've been in, but I would maybe leave sooner. Um, and I, yeah, I just like, I want to give 18 year old us like a big hug and be like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. I think that that's, sorry, it should be a weird. Okay. I don't mean to cut. I want to add on that. Like, I think I thought a lot about those feelings for a while. And when you were saying your best friend, my best friend in high school, and I would go on walks after a breakup, my breakup. And I remember her saying, I read Cosmo and you will be, I'm like, when will I be over Tucker? We just went to school together. And she was like, you were together maybe like six years, like some weird math calculator that she did like six years or something. Eight. We broke up at 18 plus six. I met Nick at 26. Um, so it would have been eight. I was gonna be like, oh crap, I did it. But um, when I was told like so much time would take me, it would make me feel like I'm always in a rush. And I'm like, I just want to get there. This is going to be miserable. And even in those those things of like misery. Um, I don't know. There's a video on TikTok and on YouTube about when Anderson Cooper's mother died, he comes on the Stephen Colbert report. I think it was back the Colbert report and I love it. Sorry. You might not like him. I don't care. I love Stephen Colbert. Obviously we like him, but I'm like, obviously there's no one listening here. Who's like, I hate Stephen Colbert. So never mind. Um, but what hope some people hate listen, whatever. Um, and Anderson Cooper, Stephen Colbert lost like his wife and kids or something as he was married before, or he lost his siblings or something and tragic plane accident when he was younger. And Anderson Cooper was like, how do you deal with this like feeling of like, where does this love go? And Stephen Colbert was very well-spoken. He is like very Catholic. So like, I'm like trigger warning, like a lot of like religious stuff, but he, he was like, you know, I believe in heaven again. Like, I don't believe you need to believe in heaven with this, but he's like, I think we're on this earth. This has always stuck with me. I go back to this video when I am sad, often. We're on this earth to feel so many things. And in the despair I felt then, I can now, I have the like the privilege and the gift of connecting with other people in times of despair and not and making them feel less alone. And that makes me feel so much love and peace. And so things that have gone wrong in my life, what I felt wrong at the time, things that have caused me pain in my life have just allowed me to connect with people and to form friendships that I never would have, maybe never would have been able to connect and form. And so I like to look at those things if I can as a gift without minimizing the pain at the time, if that makes any sense at all. It might not, but I just like it. It just brings me peace. It made me cry when he says it anyway. I think Stephen Colbert has such beautiful takes on just like grief and how that's just another form of love, right? And 
And like, I think both of us post breakups in our life started posting on TikTok, met yeah. people through TikTok. You found the love of your life through TikTok. Like things bring you to where you need to be eventually. And I wonder another question, if I can ask one thing, sorry, because I know we're probably going late, but no matter what I would say to 18 year old me, sometimes I wonder if in our consciousness, if our subconscious is older, us talking to us, the one who's like, you're going to be fine. And you like fight with her and you're like, I don't know. My whole life, people always told me that I, the love of my life would find me and I have ADHD and an Aries Venus. And I'm like, no, I have to find them. I don't miss anything. I don't miss shit. Like I will find them every relationship I'd ever been in. I said the first thing to them. I met them. I like Tucker was shy, like whatever. And, um, so I wonder if that voice would be telling me, no, he really does find you. And maybe that's the voice that was always in my head. And I was like, I don't know. And it happened. So I don't know. I don't know. I just want to think that 18 us would, I will say one thing I would tell 18 year old me to be less goddamn ignorant. Cause I was very ignorant young. And that's something actively I'd be like, can you actually stop being the most ignorant person on the planet? Sadie Robinson is not God. Like what is wrong with you? Also like you're literally an idiot. Like that would be things I would say nothing relationship related just to the fact that I was so ignorant. Um, but yeah, that would be something I wish I learned a lot more. Um, so yeah, I hate 18 on me sometimes. I'm like, girl, you're annoying. I mean, but if you're not cringing at yourself from when you're younger, you're not growing, right? Like I was pro-life at 18. Like that's, I'm sorry. I don't, but mean- yeah, again, it was like the way you were raised and, or like the things you were raised around. Like, I think people change, opinions change based on things you learn. Yeah, so like, maybe I would tell myself a couple of things. I'd be like, hey, literal idiot. Like, you maybe like hand her a science textbook or something and that's okay. Like <laughs> that's exactly what I do. I'd be like, yeah. by the way, I know you don't pay attention in class because you aren't taking your Adderall yet, but take it and learn. So that is something I would change to be honest. But not no, that's one. okay. I don't know. I think that's fine. I think like we're meant to have these like parts of our life where we're not as hot mentally or physically and they shape us and like that's fine yeah but that's how I feel <laughs> give her a side sex book I laugh about little I'm like girl you were so annoying me little me I'm like enough like why did that happen anyway amazing thank you for coming on I love oh, you so yeah, much and you yeah, know I love that you more thanks so much I'm so excited to hear this is great so thank I know you. I'm literally going to edit it or not even edit it I'm just going to upload it right after yeah. this because I want it to feel very like we're just chitty chatting. It is. Thanks for having me. I love you so much. And I love anybody who's listening. It means a lot. And we're rooting for you. Thanks for writing in. It was, it's impressive to notice a pattern and ask for advice. Um, it's hard and it's scary. So scary. Yeah. Can we yeah. give them forehead kisses? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. I will put all your info in the description, but I feel like anyone who knows me knows you by now. So this is XO Swimmer Girl XO. This is Catherine. This is she's hopefully gonna get married in the next couple years and I'll be at her <laughs> wedding well you'll be there when I, exactly yeah, and I can't wait okay I'm gonna stop recording okay amazing bye love you guys love you bye and that's a wrap thank you guys for hanging out with me and listening to this week's episode if you want more follow at show me how good it gets podcast I read all the dms I get on there and then my personal instagram account is at malvika bot and my tiktok is at maltalks If you're listening on Spotify, please leave us a rating, preferably a five-star rating. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I hope you can write us a fun little review and write us there as well. Once again, thank you guys for hanging out. See you next week. Bye-bye.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.